three, two, one. Here we go. You damn right. You're glad that you're not missing this either. Welcome back to the Dennis and Andy show. We are back from hiatus. Well, I mean, I was here. I was always literally here in this office working my fingers to the bone every day while Dennis was out gallivanting around in Wisconsin, taking a little freaking vacation. What is a vacation, Dennis? I don't know what a vacation is. Wow. We'll call it a vacation. Yes, power washing decks, working on plumbing, getting my mother's house back in order. Yes. That is what I'm hearing coming out of your mouth. Yep. Yep. That is what. Wow. Look at that. How rude of you, Dennis. So I bad. Know. How rude. Not. Oh, I'm helping my mother out. You know. Here, I thought I was the second in your life after Susie. I guess not. <laughs> One does not simply gallivant in Wisconsin. Okay. okay. So, so hyperkaiju, you, that is a fair point. And in probably on Wednesday, I can show pictures. We did, um, I did, besides, besides the work, we did do a, a bit of gallivanting. We went to the Home of Johnsonville. That's right. Actual Johnsonville Bratwurst. Visited the entire uh, uh, plant. Picked up a whole ton of different flavored Johnsonville Bratwurst that you cannot get in any store. I packed a cooler. I brought home. Then I went to a cheese factory and I brought home about 30 pounds of cheese. Very exciting. I can't wait till you cut the cheese. Quite literally. Oh, <laughs> look at that. I must have, might have missed Hyper Kaiju. We probably passed each other on the road. You probably did. Didn't even know it. Didn't even know it. Hyper Kaiju, I have a question for you. Please, please don't hold us against us. We got some comics in the mail, and I'm pretty sure it was you who sent them to us. Please let us know for sure. Um, because obviously hyper Kaiju, I don't know your real name. So on the mailing label of the, of the Gemini mailer, uh, I don't know if that's you or not, but if it is, thank you so much for the books. Uh, really appreciated. Yep. I'm very excited. Appreciate it. That is great. I will be sitting down and reading comics now that I am back home. Okay. It was not hyper Kaiju. Uh, appreciate it. Uh, pop culture says, hail Dennis and Andy. I'm crossing the streams right now. It was pop culture that sent him. Yes. Pop culture. Woo. Yes. Thank you. Pop culture. Uh, once again, we ex seriously, I cannot believe, um, we didn't, uh, get it right. Pop culture. I sincerely do apologize. Uh, that was so nice of you to send those. Thank you very much. It's it really is appreciated deep down. I, I really do appreciate it. But you should have put pop culture on the on the box. And I know you said on a stream you were going to send them to us. 
But, you know, we're old. We forget shit. So <laughs> I, I don't even know who the guy – who's this dude on my stream right now? His name's not there. Wait, I got it. Oh, it's Dennis. That's right. So He's the cool guy. No, that is a great present to come back home to. I can't wait to sit down and read it. So Pop Culture, thank you very much. I would been dying to read it. Still never found one, even up in Wisconsin when I went and hit the shop. They didn't have any either. So fantastic to get home to. All right, guys, I'm in shilling mode before we get on with the show. Shilling mode is this. First Man 2 Learning Curve is coming your way. I'm hoping to launch this Friday, which means I'll be streaming live on Friday, kicking it off. Maybe Dennis will join me looking around noon. Um, let's watch the video for it, shall we? Is it supposed to be quiet? You can't hear it? Nope, no sound. There's no sound? I'm sharing audio. Well, the good part is I'll just talk over it then. Everybody, you're just missing music if you haven't seen this before. This is the trailer for First Man 2 Learning Curve. Trust me, there is a great beat behind it. I don't know what the hell is going on with my audio. Uh, sorry about that. Uh, that's right. Tucci's launching his She Omnibus Thursday. I'm launching Friday. Guys, if you go to the link, which is in the description below this video, please sign up. If you sign up for the campaign, when I launch, you will get 10% off upon launch. So kick on over to the link in the description. Sign up. If you already signed up but haven't seen the video, go there. Watch the video so you can hear that rocking beat, yo. And, uh, you know, Hyper Kaiju's got it right. It might be silent and pop culture nails it, but deadly. Yo, yo, that is true. It is much it's like candy after eating Taco Bell. <laughs> it's true. Uh, Doja Coin dropping the joke I've heard millions of times. Who's second man? I'm the second man. That's who. Um, so there you go, guys. A uh, little bit of sad news. Wrestling legend Paul Orndorff died. He was Mr. Wonderful. He was. He was in uh, the first WrestleMania, 71 years old. I remember watching him as a kid in the 80s. Uh, he, was, he was great. He was a good heel. I don't know if he played a, a, a good guy that much. I remember him more as a heel. But, you know, 71 years old, not exactly... Uh, super old when you think about it. I'm putting that into the young category. Died young, so that that sucks. Uh, but I thought I'd bring that up. Uh, does backer number one get a nude Christine photo? Um, backer number one wants a nude photo of my lovely assistant, Christine. For those who don't know, here's a new uh, Christine promo that she wants me to play. So that is the new, uh, she, she, she told me, she begged me, she got on her knees 
to beg me, you sick bastards, about playing her new video, so I did. Uh, Hyper Guys, you, wait, Art Tiber wasn't the first man? No, he was, uh, and that's why his ribcage looks weird, because he had to pop it out for Eve. So it was actually Art and Eve. Uh, I know, I can't believe it either. I totally did love Mr. Wonderful. Uh, that hurt my eyes and my soul. You know, it's a good thing it's after five, and Christine, she punches that clock at five o'clock harder than nobody else's business. She's already out of here. So she's not going to see that comment. That is well, very Well, Hyper Kaiju, I lose a little piece of my soul every single show that we do. <laughs> oh, that's not cool. Not cool at all. That and is cool. Oh, my. Oh, my. Our catchphrase. Oh, my. Yeah, they well, loved it, though. Well, Andy, besides those really awesome comic books, there was one other cool thing that came in the mail when I was gone. Now, for those of you nerds that are kind of sciencey nerds, I will only show you for a minute. Hey, hey, before you do this, was it my Christmas card? No, that still hasn't come. Damn it. Yes. Andy's Christmas card is still MIA. So these are something called elemental element dice. These are something cool for those of us that like the periodic table. Um, they are solid dice that come directly. So I got the titanium, magnesium, nickel, bismuth, and then I ordered the uh, rhodium uh, um, separate. And I'm going to show you these guys. I bought this stand and everything that went with it. It was a Kickstarter that they uh, a, a, that they oh. had done. Check those out. These are nerdy but cool. Look at that bismuth at your periodic table. These are heavy. They're solid. I was about to ask. Are they? They are. They're nice and solid, huh? Yep. They are. It's solid titanium, solid nickel, solid magnesium, solid bismuth. And then the one that I ordered separately was um, um, the rhodium, which is solid. And that one is smooth, whereas the rest of them are. They had a lot of options. You could get gold, silver, and stuff. But those were kind of outside of my price budget. But anyway, just something to show you geeks out there. But they're called element dice. If you guys like this kind of stuff. And you can use them for games. So it actually comes with the book like Three Man, Mexican, all the good games that we used to play in college. You can play with these because they are absolutely regular dice. So wait a second. Three Man Mexican, that sounds like a porn show down in Tijuana. No, no, no. You're thinking of what, what you and Christine went and did. This is this is just oh, a, a dice game from college. Show. That was a donkey show. Uh, <laughs> culture. Do I remember Orndorff and Piper beating up Lopper's manager at Madison Square Garden? Yes, I do. I'm just blanking on the manager's name because if it's who I'm thinking of, he passed away some years ago. Uh, oh, wait, are you talking about Captain Lou Albano? Let me know if that's who you're talking about. If it's not, then I might be thinking of something else. Yep, you know it. Um, all right, so Dennis and I have both seen Black Widow, but, and this is a pretty big but, I saw it here Friday in Charlotte. Dennis was still out of town, and he caught it. Was it Friday night or Saturday night? Uh, late Friday, late, late Friday night. Yeah. So it was a movie we didn't see together, which I, I'm actually kind of excited about because, he, you, you know, Dennis gave me a shout when they were driving back and wanted to talk about it. And I was like, you know what? 
let's wait until the show so we have not talked about the movie at all so right. we can actually get our real reactions when you know with our comments and stuff and i thought that would be kind of fun um i'm trying to think uh -oh. how we i know that's tough because you can't see it but there's actually steam coming out um well no what I'm trying to think, should we give our grade first? Well, hold on, because hold on. I just, I was going to say before we, we, we could, and then we'll get into it. I just wanted to say that, you know, I haven't seen this movie in a long time, but Deborah Winger and Dennis Hopper, uh, Terry O'Quinn, they were great in Black Widow. That was a great movie. And Deborah Winger is the FBI agent. Oh, wait. I'm talking about the 1987 Black Widow, where I never the even knew there was a has sex with the millionaires and then eats her prey. Dude, I don't think I, you know what? Your synopsis, that totally rings a bell, but I think it was the fact of the title didn't. So that's crazy. Um, wow. Well, okay, so here's the reason I said grades first, because if we give our grades on a scale of the one to 10 CGC scale and our, and our grades are really far off, I think it'd be fun, you know, yeah. compared to talk. So, okay. I'll go first, I guess. Okay. Um, uh, I was pleasantly surprised. I didn't think it was going to be as good as I thought it was. And I'm actually giving it uh, a straight up 8.0. Wow. I am giving it a 6.5. Whoa, that's pretty far off. Yes, yes. So if we kind of break it down at, from, you know, the first, second, and third act, the first act I thought was absolutely phenomenal. Uh, I loved the, you know, it's not brand new, you know, a family living undercover, Russian agents living in the United States, right. falling in love with Russia. That was very well done. Very not Marvel-ish because, you know, they just don't usually dwell into that. And then the harsh reality when they landed in Cuba and stuff, I thought that setup was great. You got to see no, the wait, characters wait. for kind of what they were. I, I want to back up because... What you said, this is what you said, a family living in America falling in love with Russia. But from my understanding, the parents were the Rachel Wise and uh, I can't remember the actor's name now. God damn it. I'm blanking on the actor. David Harbour. Yeah, David Harbour. They were they, they weren't Americans living. No, they in were America. Russian agents that, right. that were in the U.S. Yeah. for three years. Right. They were doing they, they were on a mission, basically. Um, yeah, I thought, I thought that was good. Um, I loved how they de-aged Rachel Wise some and David Harbour. Yes. You know, they're really working that technology that they used on Michael Douglas from Ant-Man. Um, I thought that was cool. Uh, there was no surprise when they showed the two girls. It was like, oh, Natasha and, uh, already blank. Oh, uh, uh, Yelena, the sister, that's her name, right? Yeah, Yelena's this well the Yelena. sister played by uh, right. Florence Pugh, and yeah. she stole the movie. Honestly, she dude, 
I was just about to say that. I had the same feeling watching her on screen as I did watching uh, Star Trek II, the reboot with Benedict Cumberbatch, where I couldn't take my eyes off of him because he had such a great performance. And she, to me, was new in this movie because besides uh, Midsummer, which you said she was in, and I don't even recall seeing her in. She's the main girl. She was the main oh, girl she from is. Midsummer, the one that the one that survives. And well, it could uh, be because it was so many. It was you know four years ago or so. She was a lot younger then, because she's literally twelve years younger than Scarlett Johansson. Yeah. Uh, Hyper Kaiju says, I really have little interest in the MCU after Endgame. Was never too invested anyway because of no FF or Fantastic Four. Um, this movie should have come out before Infinity War. Therein lies exactly my biggest issue with this movie. Well, was... hold on. let's not get to that issue yet. Hold on. Okay. Let's 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 go through it. And there will be spoilers. Uh, Dogecoin, real quick. Two point nine out of ten. Holy crap. Didn't feel like a Marvel movie, felt like an action movie. See, I disagree with that. I think Marvel, I came out of this movie going, this is a, and this, I'm not saying this in a bad way. Marvel has a format to their movies in regards to the amount of humor they put in them. Even though this was a drama movie, it was basically a, an action thriller, like a Mission Impossible. Marvel has a signature comedic aspect to their movies in the dialogue, right? Um, getting back to uh, Florence, who played the sister, she was great. Every time she was on screen, I thought she stole the show. I thought she even upstaged Scarlett in their scenes together, you know, I which think is it was good written casting. That way. I think it was written it, that way. It, true, but if it's if the performance doesn't pull it off, it doesn't matter if it was written that way. You know what I mean? Yes. I think her performance really pulled it off, and which is good because with the after scene, after credit scene, look, she's the new Black Widow in the MCU is what it comes down to. Um, yeah. So I thought the first act was really good. Um, well, I, I, I'll say this. The one thing that shocked the hell out of me, and I had to wait till after the movie because I didn't see any spoilers. I hate going into them with spoilers. Yeah, they, they, they showed the young girls when they were a family in the 80s in Ohio. And the, right. the girl who played Natasha, she got on the screen and I'm like, I'm sitting there because I was with my my uh, my two God kids and then my other buddy. And we were sitting there watching like, oh, my God, that's uh, more. Oh, what's your name? Fifth Element. Um, Morkovich. Oh, my God, I'm blanking on her name. Um, a young, she, a young Milan. Yeah, I know who you're talking about. Yeah, 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 yeah. So anyway, we were sitting there, and I'm staring at her. I'm like, oh my god, that that is uh, that is her to a T. And I'm like, but I started looking at the screens to find out if it was you know Mila, uh, Mila Jokovic, and I, and I couldn't see the name. And I'm like, oh my god, she's the spitting image of her. I'm like, it's killing me. Yeah, but so I found out that was her. You didn't. You didn't think that was actually her, though. The actress. No, because, no, you know, no. That but was a spitting oh. image of her because I was like, "Is that her right. daughter?" But I was like, "There's no Jokovic anywhere in the credits." So I stayed up and watched. So I had to go and find out afterwards. Her name's Ever, 
And she's because, of course, she's married to Anderson. So her last name's Anderson. That is Mila's daughter. Because I'm like, it's no. a spitting image no of her. No way. It is. Yes. No way. I, oh, my God. That is crazy. Yeah. So Chad and I were sitting at the theater. I'm like, dude, that has got to be her daughter. It looks just like her. And I'm like, but I'm looking at the credits. Couldn't find her name. So we had to look it up af afterwards. You bet that is her ever Anderson because uh, Mila's married to the producer Anderson. So right. they got yeah. her his last name. I'm surprised you went with Fifth Element and not Resident Evil because I'd say she's more popular. I love her now. Resident Evil. Fifth Element is my wife's favorite movie. Yeah. So I've seen that a million times. Multi-pass. So, okay. So let's move on. What did you, okay. So I guess we'll just kind of go through it. Um, Act I'll one, get this out of the way. I'll get this out of the way right good. out of the gate. Huh? Act one was good. Well, okay. So apparently you did not like act two. Act two was all right. It started. I thought the writing took a, took a, took a fall. Um, and that's where it turned from an action movie into a standard Marvel film was in the second act. And then I'll just say the third act, which we won't get into yet, fell apart at the seams. Now, why? so what about Act 2 specifically felt like it was Marvel? Because your Act 2 is breaking out of prison and all that stuff, right? Yeah, so... Breaking him out of prison. Two, once, once they started getting into, you know, the plots and you started finding out about the Red Room... Then you're like, okay, now is the time where you got to start bringing in your villain. The problem is with this entire film, there were two villains uh, that were in it. Obviously, the one that we had seen throughout everything right. was uh, Taskmaster. the Taskmaster, right? And, you know, that's the one that we wanted to see. And then you had uh, Drakoff, who really was the mastermind behind uh, everything. And the problem is... The entire movie is a chase to find out who and where this Drakov is, for those of us that are in our seats not knowing. And right. you don't get to see him until the end. And he's the biggest, biggest letdown uh, of all of it, until except for Taskmaster. Now, there's your big well, villain wait, that's going to be going in, and he sucked because it wasn't even oh. a heat. Okay, so... So the... What's the... what's Not Taskmaster. What's the other guy's name? I'm so Drakov. Drakeoff, that's the guy from the beginning in the flash or in the in the first act that took the girls, right? Yes, it was better than Thunder Force. Then again, <laughs> SpongeBob is better than Thunder Force. So that's the guy that took the girls in the beginning, right? Yes. That they that that Black Widow thought she killed. Right. Okay. I didn't. I mean, I didn't mind him as the bad guy. Um, the second act for me, one. Did you know? Do you know who, what character that big guy was that uh, that Red Guardian broke his wrist when they arm wrestled? Nope. Ursa Major. How were we supposed to glean that from the movie? Because I, I looked it's in at the his credits. tattoos and everything, and I didn't see anything. It's it, Go to IMDb. That's how he's credited in IMDb. So once again, we have to go to IMDb to understand it instead of it presenting itself properly in the movie. But still, I agree, but that's what they like to throw down is the Easter egg. I don't mind that. 
because he's a big guy. They're setting, you know, and I also loved how uh, Yelena in that one heart-to-heart scene with the Red Guardian called him the Crimson Dynamo. That was awesome. That was great. That was funny. So, so um, the, but, issue, but the issue, the breaking out of, real quick, the breaking out of jail thing, he's a superpowered dude, right? Red Guardian. Obviously, yeah. he got a knockoff of the super soldier serum, a Russian version of it. Why the hell didn't he break out of jail before? Because apparently you can't break out of jail there. It's it's they hinted that it was again, they didn't come out and tell you, but it's like a supermax prison that for super super powered people. Oh. It's kind of oh, like okay. the raft. All right, I kind of missed it. I mean, it was Hold on, let me turn that off. It was in the middle of nowhere. So I guess with it being in the middle of nowhere, that, uh, you know, that makes sense. You know, the breakout breakout scene itself wasn't bad. That was very Marvel-ish. I enjoyed that. Um, The the parts that were good was when you got your, and I'm going to use family in the quotes, the Russian family, you know, the four of them. When they got right. together, they had very human emotions. They talked. Natasha oh, yeah. always seemed to fit with what they were saying, but it was very emotional. Um, Yelena's was good. You know, they, they the issue that I had with mom and dad, mother was played very well. I think Rachel Weiss did a good job playing the role. Oh, yeah, she's great. David Harbour was a very – self-centered, it's all about me kind of guy, which you were kind of expecting that, you know, oh, has did Captain America say anything about me? Because it's always about the about the me. So their dialogue was good, and I, I enjoyed their interactions and the humanism that was there in the middle section. I thought that was solid. Not great, but I thought it was solid. Well, and I did like how uh, Red Guardian was uh... – was you know talking how he was beating Captain America like in the 80s or some shit and the dude's like he was still on the ice <laughs> yes well by the way the, that big guy's name is Olivier Richters and he and his credit on IMDB is Ursa yeah so it had to be Ursa major I and that great that's an Easter egg but that would have been something fun to come out if they would have used his name in there. First comic book fans. So I looked at the tattoo when I saw him sit down. I'm like, all right, is there anything about him? Is he anybody special? Nope. Because I there was nothing to differentiate it. Uh I think it was better than Birds of Prey. I, I think it was better than that. I would agree with that, but I didn't think Birds of Prey was very good. No. Um okay, so obviously we're not going to go through the whole freaking movie point by point, scene by scene. Jesus Christ, what is with Marvel gender-bending Taskmaster? God damn it. There was no fucking reason for that. And actually, I got to go 7-5 on this movie instead of 8.0 because of that. Andy, because by the time the show's over, you're going to be down at a 6.5 with me. I don't know. Taskmaster making it one, it's a chick wearing a costume that makes it look like a dude okay yeah that looked like a guy strutting around in a costume why why 
Why couldn't they have put, if it's a woman, why hide the fact? Why not put her in like armor like the female Mandalorians wear? You know what I mean? You yeah. can tell those are females in the Mandalorian armor because of the breastplate. So why even hide it? It was just a fuck with the audience. That's all. I was hoping the reveal would be some cool actor that were like, oh, shit, they got this dude. Instead, it's a chick. And it didn't need to be. It would have been cooler. It would have been cooler if the dude, um, Drakoff, had a son. And then she apparently thinks the son is dead and used the son to get to him and stuff. But no, they did a daughter. And why? Did we actually expect that if that daughter grew up, he was going to put her in the red room? No. Right. He would never put his daughter in the red room. So why not make it a son? And and I bet that I bet this is the reason of not making it a son. Oh, because Natasha wouldn't wouldn't have been able to bond well enough with a boy to get him to do whatever like he she was able to bond with the girl. Because that's that was the basic gist, wasn't it? She kind of yeah. bonded with the daughter right. to get, you know. And I'm, oh my God, that pissed me off so goddamn much. Yep. Uh, oh, is it better than Captain Marvel? Uh, Damn. Damn, that's a tough one. It's about the same in my book. I, I'm sorry we sported, spoiled it for spoiled it for you, Hyper Kaiju. I wouldn't stay away from it because of that. Um. It's definitely I would, a I would not spend your money to see this movie. I would have no problem when it comes on Disney Plus in October if you're well, subscribed to it to getting it for free. I tell you what, this is it. Like, I thought they were keeping Taskmaster under wraps because the actor was going to blow our minds, yes. even for a small part, right? Now you know they kept it under wraps because if it was if it let out that they gender bended Taskmaster, this movie would have taken a dump. I bet. Okay, so I'm going to give you my thought because we had Chad and I had our guesses before the movie started. So my thought was they were going to gender bend it, but not in the way that they did. I thought for sure they were going to have Rachel Weiss, who was the mother be the taskmaster because she's scientific, she's cold, she's calculating. Um, and I would have thought for sure over the years, she, all of a sudden she shows up to take out Papa and it's they wind up finding out that it's husband versus wife. I thought for sure that was my first guess was that Rachel Weiss was going to be taskmaster. Actually, Chad was like, dude, that's actually a really cool thought. So then as soon as we see her walk in, I'm like, Oh, well, there's Ted and there's Ray. Okay, it's not Rachel Weiss. And the, I threw down my damn thing and I went, you know what? That means it's going to be the stupid daughter who survived. And I just went, oh my God, such lazy fucking writing. And I says, if that winds up being the daughter, I'm actually going to just, I'm going to hate this movie now. Sure as shit, it came out and I was like, yep. I actually, my 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 twist would have been way better than what they did. I just it wish just, it would have been somebody good and that we would have enjoyed because that was crap. It was the same dumb shit that they did by making the original Captain Marvel and Captain Marvel Annette Benning. Correct, exactly right. The same, there was no reason to gender bend it 
And it would have been cooler in Captain Marvel if Brie Larson kicked the shit out of Annette Benning or out of a male Captain Marvel, because then it's more female empowerment. Like, oh, yeah, you just kicked that dude's ass all over the place. No reason to gender bend it. No reason at all to make the Taskmaster a chick. That pissed me off. So, in fact, I think even out loud when they showed it in the theater, I was like, oh, come on. Yep. Female was a thought in the back of my head. I just, yeah, it was, yep. I was just hoping for a. Because cool I think Taskmaster's Master. real name is Tony Masters, right? Isn't that, uh, the, I think it's Tony Masters in, in Marvel Comics. Don't hold me to that because I don't have anything. Well, here, but all like, they did then is they took, they took Tony Masters and then said, oh, you know what? We'll, we'll, we'll call her Antonia. And then I was like, oh. Uh, uh. Did they do that? Oh, yeah. The name, the alter ego is Tony Masters, Anthony Masters. Ah, so I was right. Now, here's my question. Um, is the Taskmaster, is the Taskmaster, because I got this sense from the movie that he's physically stronger or the task. I'm not even say he or she, I got the sense before the reveal that the taskmaster is physically stronger as well. Well, or am I they, they, didn't, on that? They, didn't, they didn't bring it up in the movie. All they did yeah, was but look, at, look at the throwing of the shield, right? But you've got to be they, physically, they stronger to but that Sam shield. Wilson did that, you know, and, and he doesn't even have the bionic arm. So my issue is that Taskmaster is a cool Marvel villain. He mimics everybody. What did they do with here? How does this, this Taskmaster mimic? You saw a red dot going back and forth in the eye, like a Cylon. I sat there and groaned about that. And Chad's like, what? I'm like, oh, my God, it's literally a Cylon sitting there observing and, and digitizing everything through basically a Terminator GUI. And I was like, oh, my God, this is this is so bad. The Taskmaster in the comics is so cool because he works at it and he can mimic it. He studies them. Right. You see him doing it on a regular basis. This, they basically just put it out there that there's a computer chip in her, in her head oh, now yeah. that mean, allows her to do it. She sees their movements and she can do it. Uh, it was a lazy, lazy, lazy villain. And then hey, does this look like a female? Pisses me does off. Like, does this look like female? No, no, no. That looks like Christina. It hey, don't insult. Do not, do not insult my assistant that way. She well, just she went home. She's she is, but she's so nice to you when you come. Now I've got to defend her. I've got to play her modeling reel that made me hire her and defend her when you besmirch her like that. I can't help it. All right. Apparently not. You so pig. the entire theater groaned when when Taskmaster was revealed. Because like I said, it was lazy, lazy writing. Now, that's not even the big villain. That was just the one we really wanted to see in action. And basically, we saw most of the action in the trailer. That was the part that, again, really pissed me off. There was extended scenes and some fights and driving and stuff like that, but it wasn't so cool. 
Drakoff was supposed to be the really big villain. The one that, okay, gets they get through Taskmaster, and now we got to do this really cool, cool villain battle. And his ability is that he exerts pheromones that allows it where women won't attack him. Right. Well, well, it's not just women. It's just the widows, I thought. No, well, it's it's they hint that it's all women, which is okay. why all widows are women. Right. Right. Yeah. Yeah, no, that was stupid. Well, not only was that stupid, but the last time I checked, if you break your nose, that doesn't necessarily sever any nerves. I know. All that does is break the bone. How are you not going to how are you going to lose your t your sense of smell just from breaking your nose? I mean, once again, I thought that was that was just kind of like gender bending taskmaster. It was just stupid writing. It was you stupid. Come up with you couldn't come up with something else. This villain was as exciting as Parallax from Green Lantern or Galactus from Fantastic Four. God Sorcerer. damn you! You're right though, but god damn you! Did his pheromones assume everyone around him's gender triggered? Yes, they did. Yes. Um, now. Here are some visual points. Rachel, my mom's calling again. Excuse me. Um, my uh, Rachel Wise in that Black Widow suit. Oh, my. Hubba. Hubba, hubba. Scarlett Johansson in the White Widow suit. Oh, my. Rachel Weiss hasn't looked this good since back from the original Mummy when they were in the Egyptian garb fighting. Dude, and she's our age. I know. She's older. No, no, she's not. She's oh, she's under. not? Yeah, she's 19. I think she's either 70 or 71. Oh, then I'm my bad. Yeah. My bad. But she looks so good. I forgot that she was in the original Brendan Fraser mommy. Holy crap. Oh, she looked great. Ago. As soon as I saw her on the screen, I'm like, wow. I mean, she looked great in that, and she looked great in this. Then again... Scarlet hey, Dennis, I'm gonna, Dennis, 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 I'm going to take this phone call, so I'll be. Yep. So Rachel Weiss looked absolutely fan, uh, fantastic. Uh, Scarlett Johansson looked great. Um, uh, Florence Pugh, oh, my God, she looked great. And she is going to be the new Black Widow moving forward. So with that being said, you know what? That's pretty awesome. Um but that shouldn't be the highlight of this Marvel film. You know what I'm saying? You know, that the women looking hot shouldn't be the reason that we men go see this movie. Nor would it should be the reason that the women go see the movie. So, you know, I look at it. The intro was really well done. They crafted it very well. They, they got the human emotions involved with it. That was fantastic. The second part was, ah, eh, it was Marvel. You know, it was a Marvel flick. It was solid. It was good. The third act, the whole thing fell apart for me, literally fell apart. So then the big action sequence was the floating well, station hey, comes hey, crashing did down. You think, did you think when they were um, going up, they were going to a helicarrier or something? I, I, I had a feeling going... it was something like that. Yes, I thought it was more along the lines of a helicarrier than basically a big station just hovering up there. But, yes, I kind of had a feeling that's what but, it well, was. Well, I mean, it was hovering, but, I mean, I got the sense that if they wanted to go, hey, let's go to America, they could 
it could move. Right. That's just where they were keeping. I, I thought that aspect was actually pretty cool. To okay. Keep it, you know, you didn't think the, the I mean, instead of it being on the ground or underground doing this hovering thing to keep it off, quote unquote, radar. I don't know. I thought that was actually kind of cool. It's Flash Gordon, you know, the Birdman in Flash Gordon, the movie, you know, Mr. Jones himself, you know, the, the Birdman floating in, in the air there. That's exactly what I thought of. The Star Trek episode mm. with the city floating up there. Ah, it's been done a million times. For me, it wasn't much of a surprise. And being the fact that we just saw Civil War, Captain America with the three big, uh, right, you know, the three, the three big yeah. uh, yeah, I, I, I agree. I agree with that. It was a little redundant because of Civil War, and I thought that as well. Um, you know, yeah, I mean... But, but what about the final sequence? So the big action sequence is they blow the base up and they have to fight their way as it comes crashing down, diving down, rolling through it. Again, we've seen it. We've seen it before. Been there, done that. There wasn't anything original. And, but we're not dealing with Anthony Mack in a super, you know, in a flying suit. We're dealing right. with the Black Widow, Scarlet. You know, she's sitting there doing all of this stuff as a regular human being. And ah, even Captain America would have had a hard time doing this. I just thought it was over the top. It was like where James Bond movies were heading before Daniel Craig came in, you know, where they just got to the point of being absurd, you know, and that's the way I felt in the final. The entire final scene I thought was crap. Both villains were terrible. The final fight scene was boring because we've seen it and done it. And yeah, we could have made it shorter. I Like I said, that end of the movie ruined it for me. So I'm going to go out on a limb and say you probably don't want to go see it again. I will not pay money to see it again. No. Okay. But you don't have to pay money to see it again. <laughs> if we go see it. <laughs> then I might. As long as I don't have to pay money. My, my daughter wants to see it in Dolby. Oh, so. yeah. Now, see, it's tough because I didn't mind that final scene. Yes, I thought Civil War. Uh, I didn't mind the Scarlett Johansson, you know, Black Widow getting through the stuff like she did. Because, you know, if Tom Cruise can do stuff like that, and not even Tom Cruise, but how many movies have we seen where, oh, my God, I don't have a shoot. So I'll get into the dive pose to catch up to a person with a shoot, give them a shoot and blah, blah, blah. You know, I didn't mind that stuff because is it original? No, but, you know, so Marvel did it. I mean, that's fine. Well, I'm going to tell um, you the other thing that kind of bothered me in this movie. And, you know, I'm sure other people felt that way. But, you know, once again, you knew it was going to be a female-centered movie. You knew that going into it. Well, yeah. so there was that's not a surprise there. However, yeah. once again, they had David Harbour, who played Alexi was just a great character in terms of he was your comic relief, but they made him right. dumb. They made him dumb. Right. It was a stupid male superhero who's brutally strong and just dumb. Kind of like the whole scene where he's arm wrestling everybody, but he's getting a tattoo on his back at the same time while arm wrestling. 
anybody who's got a tattoo knows if you can't do that, none of that made sense. He was just a dumb character, but lovable because of the way he was played. You got um, the guy who played Mason. He was kind of an incompetent uh, male. You got William Hurt that played Secretary Ross. Oh, wait, Mason. Wait, 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 wait. Hey, hey. Mason was the black guy, right? Yeah, he was the guy that got him. Yeah. That got him he was the tech guy. Okay, so I didn't think he was. Did you say, oh, God, did you say incompetent or? Well, did yes, because they, they were always on it. She didn't even say he was good until the very last, literally well, the last I interaction. Think, yeah, but see, I didn't get him as incompetent. And that's just friends busting ball. I, that didn't bother me. Um, I mean, like, here's here's small things I liked. I liked in the end that she got, you know, the vest. Her sister gave her, gave her that vest. And I'm like, oh, my God, that vest. That's the vest from, um, you know, Infinity War. That's pretty cool. You know, she shows up with the haircut. I thought that was pretty cool. Of course, the jet. So they established where all that stuff came from. You know, it was earlier on in the chat. Somebody said they'd like to have seen this movie before Infinity War. I disagree. I don't mind that this came out after Infinity After I don't mind that it came out when it did. um, Because it does. It's a movie to fill in a gap after Civil War. I I totally disagree with you. On every Why? angle there, because Why? if this movie if this movie would have come out in the proper timeline, then there would have been something to hold on to. You would have been like, "All right, will Black Widow possibly die? Will this happen? Will this happen?" You were like, "There That's could true. be some actual consequences." You already know any type. There's a she prequel. Can't die. She's can't right. die. None she, of that shit's gonna die. happen. And this is right. a meaningless story to be told. It's like in a comic book, having a backup story that's just a filler there just to put in issues. It could be a cool little story, but it has no relevance to the actual comic book. No, and and I see your point. Um, What's up, Michael? Glad you're here. Dennis finally got his ass back from his little sweetheart vacation. I said that just for Michael. Um, I get your point because as I was watching the movie, I agree. I was like, we all know Black Widow is not going to get seriously hurt or die. I totally agree. I, I thought that watching the movie, but I still didn't think, oh, I wish it was before the other one. But I get your point. Uh, Hyper says all the other characters were built up prior to Infinity War Endgame. Um, yes. Okay. Uh, what did what did you think of the after credit scene? Okay, so hold on. Before we get to the after credit, here's the final piece that pissed the shit out of me. Damn, Every man. Every single just, movie. Are you sure, you, are you sure 6.5 is right? Hold it sounds on. like you might be going down. Hold on. So every movie she's been in, basically with her and Hawkeye, we've heard about Budapest. Oh, what right. happened in Budapest? This happened in Budapest. Oh, do you remember what happened in Budapest? Well, they're in Budapest. This is the story. Only they never showed the story. Oh, what are those bullet holes in the wall? Well, those aren't bullet holes. Those are arrows from when Hawkeye did that. And I was like, they literally showed nothing. They have teased us for three Marvel phases to end. This was the payoff. Bullshit. Bullshit. There was no payoff. (laughs) Um, I will say this that I thought was dumb. And you kind of got it from the trailer, but I want to see the movie. What was the point? I get it. Natasha and her 
sister, uh, haven't seen each other in so long. They weren't on good terms, whatever. So they get into this fight when they first see each other in Budapest. But literally, they're fighting to the point of, if I can kill you, I will. And then truce because they're both choking each other out with a curtain. And it's like, yep. why don't you just walk in the house and try to have a conversation? Even when they had the guns aimed at each other, you know, you could have literally just had a short conversation about, hey, look, I'm not here to fight. You know, Natasha saying, I'm not here to fight. This is why I'm here, blah, blah, blah. I get why they did it. They did it to throw action into that part of the movie. And, and you to have the cat fight. we like cat fights. Wow. Right. And to have the cat fight. But it was unnecessary. Correct. Because are you it seriously are you literally gonna just female fighting? GFF. Right. Are you literally gonna take it to the point of, oh my God, if Scarlet could have shot her, she would have shot her in the face? No. I mean, come on. So that I thought that was just stupid, that fight. All right. All right I'm down to a seven. Um, Down to the after after credit scene. Go ahead. I thought, I thought you knew when she went to the grave, you knew it was present day. So I thought that was cool. You know, I was like, all right, it's present day. Um, I thought either Hawkeye was going to show up or maybe Falcon was going to show up. But I got to say, when it was Julie Louis-Dreyfus's character from fucking Falcon Winter Soldier, I was like pleasantly surprised. I was like, oh shit, that's cool. Because now she's got U.S. Agent and the new Black Widow. Yep. And now now realize the dialogue, because technically speaking, this was shot, filmed, and put in the can before Winter Soldier. So this was supposed to be our first introduction to Valeria, Valerio. Right. Yes, that yeah, was supposed Valeria, to be our yeah. introduction to her character, not in the Winter Falcon. Was I surprised? No. I was wondering who was going to be the glue in this one. It's going to be her that's going to go between the TV shows and the movies. At least they're going to make this link now. But see, here's my question. Is... This movie was supposed to come out in May of last year, right? Yep. It was supposed to come out, actually it was supposed to come out in March, I think. And then it got bumped because it was supposed to be the spring release, I believe, after Eternals. Oh, I thought it was May, but. Maybe it was originally May, but I thought it was March and it got bumped. It doesn't matter. My point is this. This looks like it's leading into um, Hawkeye, the TV series, right? It is. But, yeah, but here's my thing. Hawkeye wasn't shot yet. I don't know. It just doesn't seem like I get, I mean, I think it is too, but it just doesn't seem like it's it it's working right with the order of things because of when this was shot and when it was originally coming out. Like, if this, like Hawkeye wasn't shot yet, I don't believe which I guess doesn't make a big deal because the after credit. No, I mean, it, I, I do think it leads into Hawkeye. There's no other movie it can lead into and they wouldn't lead into something with the tease of Hawkeye without it leading into Hawkeye. Wonder if these actors are adapting well to working a whole lot more in these characters between movies. Now TV shows less bang for their buck. Yeah. 
I'm, I'm still willing, willing to bet they're paid pretty well, but I would I would agree with you. But I, I think for now they're just small cameos, kind of like what Nick Fury was, you know. Yeah, but you know what? I even saw like freaking Scarlett Johansson apparently said something about it's finally one of these finally. I hate this finally shit. It's I think she said I, I should have found the article. She I think she said something like, oh, it's finally time for a female lead, blah, blah, blah. And I'm thinking to myself. Did you forget about Hunger Games? <laughs> How many female? There's been female lead movies. Could you please stop okay. with this shit? So let's go back to if we're going to go down that road. Jamie Lee Curtis, original Halloween, that moving forward. Uh, Ripley, Sigourney Weaver, Alien. Yes. And then Aliens, who was seriously one of the most kick-butt women of, of yes. all time. There's been, well, it's, it's like the bullshit with Sarah Connor. What? No, it's like the bullshit with Black Panther and a black lead character in a movie and Wesley Snipes going, excuse me? I was in a little thing called Blade 1, 2, and 3? What are you talking about? You know? Yep. And, and it's, and you know, and it's like, Scarlett, you're like one of the highest paid female actresses, if not the highest paid. Shut up. Shut up. Well, may, maybe she can wear what Aaron Rodgers did, the shirt that says, I'm oppressed right on it during his interview. Maybe she'll wear the same thing. Aaron Rodgers wore a shirt that said, I'm a pressed. Sure did. Yeah, a couple weeks ago. What's he saying he's oppressed over? Uh, he didn't say anything. He just wore the t shirt. Yeah, but, but what's he? But it's about something related I to him, know. I would assume. Like I said, I it's Hollywood. Is he, is he still a Packer? <laughs> he's still a Packer. <laughs> Where does Dennis? All right. This is the only sports thing I'm going to say the entire thing. As far as I'm concerned, if Aaron doesn't want to be there and he's being such a baby about it, you know, Packers can might as well get what they can, give it up for him, let the rookie start, let love start in his place, hopefully win the Super Bowl and just shove it in his face. I am so sick and tired of all the shit and drama that goes on because of these divas and prima donnas that are ruining the sports. It's just tired of it. Oh, by the way, Dennis, this will be the last football talk. Tampa Bay is going to repeat. They, they could, the way shit's going right this year. And then, and then he'll have number eight, and that'll be the end of the NFL. That's right. His beers I, are pressing I, I like Michael Air. I agree with him. Is it is it because you're drinking a shit beer like Budweiser? Uh, I'm no, not. No, a he said he was drinking. He said he was drinking beer. So no, Budweiser would not be no. an option. Um. So anyhow, so that's it. There's our thoughts on Black Widow. Um, take it for what you will. I believe I'll get Dennis to see it again in Dolby because he won't have to pay for it. So I so, gave it a six five. Andy, what did you lower your grade to? A seven. I'm at a seven. All right. See, he dropped because to a I'm, full I, point. I'm, well, here's but here's the thing. I literally am trying to come through it at the at the standpoint of like my daughter. My daughter loved it. She'd probably give it a nine or ten. Right now she's eighteen. And I could very well say, look, I'm a 52, uh, 51 year old guy. Maybe they're not targeting me, you know, so, you know, I don't know. Um, but I lowered it. Uh, oh, this is what he's drinking. I can't pronounce that. You're out. <laughs> um, 
Oh, the Tribble even laughed. Did you hear the Tribble laugh? I did. Before we go, I want to pimp for my buddy Bart Sears, great friend of mine, 30 years strong. He's got a book on a new uh, crowdfunding platform called Zoop. Yes, I don't think that's a great name, but his book is called Heads Will Roll. It's 144 pages of uh, head sketches by, uh, by Mr. Bart. If you like Bart's work, the man does uh, great work. Great head sketches. Are, there's different levels that you can get. You can get original artwork. He's drawing a head a day. Every head that he draws goes in the book. Uh, as of right now, Lion-O is still for sale. He did Noctera, Dennis, from the book Ooh, Noctera. Nice. That's up for sale. Uh, He-Man has been claimed. Uh, Mando's been claimed. Elric has been claimed. Uh, Darth Maul's been claimed. Berserker, he did, is claimed. Last Ronin is claimed. Captain Britain and Harlequin, all claimed. So as of now, Lino and Noctera are still up for sale. Uh, he's doing one headshot a day. He does a video of them that he puts up. So if you're into original art, this is a great book. I would highly recommend checking it out and backing it. He's only he's less than $1,200 away from his goal of $8,000. To, uh, to make this baby go. Uh, Michael says, Bart is the interview of the year. Thank you. Oh, you know, speaking of next week, next week we can pimp uh, Daryl Banks of Green Lantern fame will be joining the show for an interview. So if you're a fan of Kyle Rainier, Green Lantern, back when uh, Hal went crazy in the 90s, Daryl Banks will be joining the show next Monday night. So please tune in for that. We will be back on Wednesday night. To do what? We are going to talk about the Tomorrow War. Chris Pratt's uh, blowing up Amazon Prime with the Tomorrow War. From what I've read, a sequel has already been signed on the dotted line. It has. With the original cat. Yep. With the same director, same cast coming back. Uh, Michael saying, what, what, what? I don't know if you're talking about... Uh, Daryl Banks or the Tomorrow War, but Dennis and I have watched that. We're going to talk the Tomorrow War. We have not talked about it between ourselves, and we're not going to until Wednesday night, so we can keep it fresh. Just fresh. like this was. Uh, this week, Friday or Thursday night, the Escape Room 2 comes out, uh, so Dennis and I will be seeing that, and uh, we'll be bringing that to you guys as well. Oh, he's talking Banks, yeah. Daryl Banks will be joining the show. I actually inked Daryl Banks on six or seven issues of Green Lantern in the early 2000s. So uh, come join us for that. And uh, until then, guys, thank you all once again for joining us. All the links you need are in the description below. And, you know, guys, we're just two guys that had a dream. We will see you Wednesday at 5. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody. Bye, everybody.